Chapter number three of Blackie, a Lost Cat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kenzie Tartaglioni. Blackie, a Lost Cat by Richard Barnum. Chapter three Blackie in Trouble. Blackie soon grew tired of running and slowed down into a walk. It doesn't really matter much what I do as long as I keep on going away, thought the black cat. I can walk or run, so Speckle said, and he ought to know, for he has run away a number of times. Blackie walked on and on down the city street. Soon she came to a corner, and she stood there a moment, looking up and down, wondering which way she had better go. She had come past many houses and had passed many persons in the street, mostly women and men, for all the children were at school. No one did more than look at Blackie, for all were too busy, I suppose. As Blackie stood on the corner, she saw a cat on the porch of a house nearby. Blackie knew this cat a little, for once the cat, whose name was Muffins, had come walking into Blackie's yard. And, once or twice, Blackie had been as far as this corner herself. So she knew Muffins a little. "'Hello, Blackie,' meowed Muffins. "'You're quite a stranger. I haven't seen you in some time.' "'Where are you going?' "'I'm running away,' answered Blackie. "'Running away? You surprise me,' cried the other cat. "'What is the matter? Did they treat you badly at your home? "'Didn't they give you enough to eat?' "'Oh, yes, plenty,' said the black cat. "'And they treated me very kindly, too.' "'Then why in the world are you running away?' Muffins wanted to know. "'I want to have some adventures, as Speckle did.' "'What are adventures? And who is Speckle?' asked Muffins." "'Adventures are things that happen to you,' replied Blackie. "'And you never can have them happen as long as you are around the house. "'You have to run away to get them. "'That's why I'm running away. "'And Speckle is the cat who lives next door to me.' "'I don't know him,' spoke Muffins. "'He just moved there,' went on Blackie. "'And he was only just let up out of the cellar.' "'Hmm,' said Muffins. "'Well, run away if you like, but as for me,' I can find plenty of adventures around the house. Why, only a little while ago, the cook dropped a bottle of cream and spilled it on the kitchen floor. I was there and I licked up all the cream. Oh, it was good. I'd invite you in to have some, only it's all gone now. That was an adventure, I can tell you. Yes, cream is good, said Blackie, but I don't call that an adventure. No, asked Muffins. Then, pray tell me, what is an adventure? Oh, when a dog chases you and makes you jump a higher fence than you have ever before leaped over, said Blackie. That is an adventure. Yes, I should say so, agreed Muffins. It's a kind I shouldn't like. I'd rather have our cook drop another bottle of cream. Oh, well, of course all adventures that come to you when you have run away aren't dog-chasing ones, said Blackie. I only spoke of that one because Speckle told me. I really never had any adventures myself, so I can't tell you about them. But anyhow, I am running away. Would you like to come along? Asked Blackie politely of Muffins. No, I thank you. I'm going to stay here. Home is good enough for me. But where are you going to run to, if I may ask? Oh, not any special place, answered the black cat. I am just going to run, that's all. What? And not know where you're going? That's queer. I should think if you ran away, you'd have a place to run to. Not at all, said Blackie. Speckle ran away many times, and he never said anything about going to any special place. Muffin shook her head. 
It doesn't seem right, she said. I'd want to know where I was going, even if I ran away. That's part of the adventure, not knowing where you're going, said Blackie. Now I can go up the street or down the street just as I please. If I had picked out a place to run to, I'd have to go there whether I wanted to or not. No, it's best to run away just as Speckle did and then see what happens. So you won't come with me? Thank you, no. Then I must go alone, I suppose. Well, when I come back, I will tell you all my adventures, Blackie promised. Yes, do, invited Muffins. I shall like to hear about them, even if I cannot go myself. Then the two cats said goodbye in cat talk, and Blackie turned down the side street. She had never been there before. It was like going to a new world for her, or as when you children visit or board a new place in the country or at the seashore on your vacation. Now my adventures will begin, thought the black cat. She went slowly along the street, keeping close to the fences, for this street was a bigger one and busier than that on which Blackie lived. There were trolley cars on it and many wagons also. Once Blackie saw a boy going along with a basket on his arm. From the basket came a lovely smell of meat and, what Blackie liked best of all, liver. She ran toward the boy with the basket, thinking he might give her a bit, as Arthur often did. But when the butcher boy saw the cat, he cried, Scat! and looked around for a stone to throw. My, you're awfully stingy with your meat, thought Blackie as she ran behind a tree so the boy could not hit her. I don't see why you wouldn't give me a bit. But of course the meat in the basket was for the family that had bought it, and the boy could not give any away. If Blackie had gone to the butcher shop, the man there might have given her a bit of liver. Scat! Scoot! cried the boy as he ran up to the tree, and he made a hissing noise through his teeth. Blackie was afraid he would hurt her, so she climbed up the tree as fast as she could, knowing quite well how to do that with her sharp claws. Ha! Go up the tree, will you? cried the boy. If I had time, I'd make you come down, trying to get my meat. The idea! Oh, I never tried to get any of his meat, thought Blackie, for she heard what the butcher boy said. But you might have given me a little. However, Blackie was now safely up the tree, and she stayed there until the boy went off whistling down the street. Blackie was about to come down when she happened to see a dog on the ground below. The dog did not look to be a kind and gentle one. I guess I'll just stay up here until he's gone, Blackie said to herself. Safety first. The dog sniffed around the tree a little and then, as he saw another dog down the street, ran away. Now is my chance, thought Blackie, and down she came, running along close to the fence as she had done before. Well, that was two little adventures, the black cat said after a while. Being chased by a butcher boy up a tree and seeing a dog under me, though I suppose Speckle would not think much of them. Still, I may have other things happen to me. I must keep on. By this time, Blackie was getting hungry and thirsty, so she looked around for something to eat. She saw no nice saucer of milk, as she would have seen had she been at home, for one can't find saucers of milk in the street. Nor was there any nice liver or bit of fish lying around. Still, one can't have everything one wants when one runs away, Blackie said. The cat came to a fountain in a little park, and there she drank some water. But before she had finished, along came a dog and chased her away. Blackie ran into the bushes. Oh dear, she thought, her heart beating very fast. Running away isn't as nice as I thought it would be. Still, it may be nicer later on. Farther on down the street walked Blackie, looking from side to side for something to eat. But though she passed butcher and grocery store, she did not feel like going in and mewing to show that she wanted to eat. I ought to have asked Speckle what he did for food when he ran away, thought Blackie. I forgot about it. I may find something soon. A little later, Blackie passed a house the door of which was open. That looks inviting, 
thought the black cat. I am sure kind people must live there, or they would not leave their door open for cats or dogs to go in. I'll go in, and maybe they'll give me something to eat. Blackie looked all around to make sure there were no dogs about, and then she went up the front steps. In through the front door of the house she went, and then she saw something that surprised her. There was no furniture in the house, and no one was in sight. Nobody lives here, said Blackie, but perhaps they are just going to move in, as Speckles folks did. I'll wait a bit. That's what must be going to happen. They had the door open to bring in the furniture. When the people come, they'll give me some milk, I'm sure. Blackie walked through the empty rooms of the house. She went out to the kitchen, and no one was there. Then she went up to the second floor, and no one was there. While up on the second floor, Blackie heard the front door being shut with a bang. Oh, perhaps that's the folks moving in, she mewed. I'll run down and see. Down the stairs scampered the black cat, but there was no one in the house. The front door was shut, and Blackie, of course, could not open it. I once had a cat that could open a door with a latch on. This door, however, had a knob, and Blackie could not turn that. Well, I wonder what happened, thought Blackie. Perhaps the wind blew the door shut. She jumped up on a windowsill and looked out. She saw a man going down the front steps of the house. He must have shut the door, thought Blackie, and the man had. He owned the house, and he had come that day to see if it had been cleaned when the people moved out. He had opened the door, gone in, and looked about. When he came out to look around the backyard, he left the front door open. It was then that Blackie went in. Then the man, not seeing the cat in his house, shut the door, locking Blackie in, and he went away. Well, if I can't get out the front door, I'll go to the back, said Blackie. She ran to the back door. That was locked, too, and all the windows were closed. Oh, dear, thought Blackie. I guess I'm in trouble. I'm locked in an empty house. End of chapter 3 Recording by Kenzie Tartaglioni